It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Straight up and down, 7 o'clock. Welcome into game time here on a Tuesday morning. Your first word in sports. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us this morning as you begin your day. Ward, how are you this morning? Good. Ryan, what's happening? Uh, not much. How you doing, Tom? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to go. Uh, first of all, let's let's get to some important stuff. Are there any school closings this morning because of all the snow in the Metroplex? Hadn't started yet. Oh, okay. Is it supposed to? Mm, it, yeah, it is. It's supposed to change to a wintry mix. Yuck. Here we just we have a little drizzle, light rain, but I think we have some more rain coming later today. And throughout the day. So we'll see how that how that all unfolds. So you may want to grab your umbrella as you head out the door this morning. Get ready to uh, start your, your day. Maybe grab your, your raincoat and your galoshes. You remember those? Those rain boot things that we wore as kids? I never wore any. Oh, really? Oh. And then... They were, you know, they were made of rubber, obviously, and they would they would rub your leg, and uh, yeah. But you'd also go out and play in the snow in in them, just just a memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Ward. A uh, couple of things to to just kind of jump into this morning as we get ready to roll. We will have, by the way, on the program, Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports, Sean Tollison, a former Baylor Bear and Texas Ranger. He's going to be in town tomorrow. For the uh, Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce first pitch luncheon, he'll be the keynote uh, speaker for that. And so we'll uh, we'll visit with Sean and uh, visit and see what's going on with him. And then uh, Kyle Yeomans will kind of put a bow on the uh, Cowboy loss to San Francisco. He'll be here uh, at around 8.30 this morning. So we've, we've got that lined up for you. Of course, it was Big Monday last night, and boy, was it ever a Big Monday, man. That I'm telling you. That place was rocking. It was loud and it was uh, white out, and uh, it was it was it was a fun atmosphere. It was a very fun atmosphere, and you know all the big boys from from uh, ESPN were were in town for for Big Monday. Jay Billis and all those dudes, uh, and it was a heck of a good basketball game. Big Twelve Commissioner Brett Yormark was there as well. I saw that. So. Just initial thoughts, uh, and we'll dive into the game a little bit uh, in, in just a few minutes, but just some initial thoughts on the game. Baylor got off to a quick start, and I you know, I thought that that's what they needed to be able to kind of get in that offensive rhythm that they like to do, and they were able to play good defense. Kansas turned the ball over a little bit early and gave Baylor a chance to separate themselves. Early in the second half, Kansas kind of – made that push, but Bader was able to withstand that run like we always talk about and protect the home floor and get the win. You know, and we've talked about this before, you're not always going to shoot the ball well, but you can always play defense and rebound because that's about effort. Go back and look at the second half shooting for Baylor. It was bad. It was bad. 
But man, oh man, did they go to the glass? Particularly on the offensive end, they got some second chance opportunities again, just like the Oklahoma game. And they and they played defense, got some stops, forced some turnovers. If you go look at the turnover stat, and you go look at the second chance point stat and the offensive rebound stat, that will I think will kind of tell you the game. And then there's always somebody that gives you a lift. In the Oklahoma game, it was Jalen Bridges, right? Go back and look at it at, at last night. Langston Love off the bench, double figures, 11 points. And he, he kind of got going at, at a good time right when, right when uh, KU made their run. In fact, they, they took their first lead. Now, it was a short-lived lead. Look, Baylor led for 38 minutes and Kansas for like 50-something seconds. But when they were making that run to get and grab the lead and then – get the game tied. Langston, that's when Langston Love was was going to work. 11 points for, for Love off the bench. Baylor had four players in double figures. So we'll, we'll talk more about that and hear from Scott Drew in, in just a few minutes in our next segment. So we got that to look forward to. Some movement in high school football. Board White's uh, former Robinson head coach and Midway offensive coordinator, Tommy Allison. He's going to be headed up to uh, – well, north, I was going to say to the Metroplex, but it's north of the Metroplex. He's going to, to prosper. Mm-hmm. Going to be the uh, head coach at a new startup high school. What is it, Walnut Grove? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he'll be at Walnut Grove. I texted with him a little bit last night, and obviously he's excited and ready to go, and he and wife Amy ready to go start that that uh, that portion of their, uh, their life and their career. So uh, exciting stuff for him. We'll try to get him on. Uh, maybe t- maybe tomorrow. See what his. I'll check with him today and see what his schedule looks like. But uh, that's that's exciting for those guys. And and I would think from a coach's perspective that that's really kind of a, a cool thing that you get to do. And that's that shape and form the athletic department of a brand new school. There, there's no pre-existing anything. I mean, you're starting from square one, so you can build the program. Not just football, but the entire program, athletic program, the way you want it, the way the way you've always thought it should look like. Well, you could you can do that now, I guess, within the parameters set by the athletic director of the school district and the school board, but and and those that lead. But I mean, they're going to hand the keys. Or you coached. What if they handed you the keys and said, "Here, go to town." Well, you got a lot to do, a lot to do, and but, it'd be fun. I would think I would think it would be. I would think you know you, it's right now you you've got the school doesn't I don't think it's not going to open until August, so you're going to have plenty of time. Well, I say plenty of time, but no, you're not. <laughs> it'll be on top of you know in a hurry. You're right, but you're you're going to have that opportunity to to build the staffs and and, and hire people and and then as you pointed out, hire, you know per, equipment and. And all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the first set of uniforms for that school, you're going to get to design, I guess. I mean, all those little things uh, within the, obviously, the color scheme of the of the program. But it, you can shape and form the, the, the athletic department within the image that you set forth. I think that's kind of a cool, cool opportunity. So... Uh, Tommy will be leaving Midway, and I—I I don't know the timetable, but we'll find out. And uh, he'll be—he'll be heading north 
up to the Prosper area. I bet so, he's there right now. You think so? Uh, I would be. <laughs> A lot of work to do. Beating on the front door, open, open, open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and maybe he is. So anyway, uh, so that's that's a little movement there. I, are, is, are we through with all the coaching movement, you no, think? No. Uh-uh. Austin LBJ is looking for a coach. He went to work with the University of Texas staff, so very successful as to Austin LBJ. In fact, the most successful coach since 1973 in the Austin School District. So wow. He's heading to work on University of Texas staff, so they're looking for a head coach. There's several vacancies out there right now. Nothing locally, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. I mean, obviously, there's guys looking for assistance. Is and, Academy locked down there? No, that's a good point, and n- neither has Lorena. There you go. Now that I stop and think about it, I uh, haven't heard anything out of out of Lorena on the direction that they're going yet. Academy's got to uh, to get that figured out. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we do have a couple local spots that are, that are available and, and open, and We'll see how that goes, but uh, it, it'll be fun to watch. All right, uh, so here's what we got. As we mentioned, Shahan's going to come up a little bit later on in the program. Sean Tallis, I look forward to visiting with Sean as the uh, former closer of the Rangers. I wonder what he thinks of where the Rangers are today and, and the direction that they're headed with with a new manager, new coaches, a lot of new roster pieces and We'll talk to Sean about that and kind of catch up on see what he's doing here uh, over the uh, over the last few years, and we'll do that with Sean Tallison around eight o'clock this morning, and then uh, we'll talk Cowboy football with Kyle Yeomans. So we'll do that uh, coming up around eight thirty this morning. All right, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. If you uh, if you missed anything from yesterday's program. John Morris, Matt Mosley, maybe our show that you said, you know what, I want to go back and catch that. You can. There's podcasts available on our website, SyntexSportsFan.com. That's SyntexSportsFan.com. You can go check that out, and uh, you, you can do that right now if you want, or you can just wait till till it's show's over at 9 o'clock. So you, you can do that. And, and soon as we're done, if you missed anything on this show from today, it'll be there in a podcast form, probably within five minutes of us wrapping up the program. I mean, it it moves and it moves quickly, so we'll, we'll get that done for you. All right, uh, 10 minutes after 7, 710. We got light rain falling in Central Texas on this Tuesday morning. If you're getting out and about, drive safely. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Scott Drew and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Big 12 SEC Challenge this Saturday in the Farrell Center as the Bears host Arkansas. 2.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 3 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Right here on the flagship station for Baylor Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and oh, Foundation Repair. Okay, I didn't know. Nobody said go. Tom gave me the nod. Oh, Tom nodded. Mm-hmm. Sorry, didn't hear you nod, Tom. <laughs> but you can nod your head yes to us when we give you a free estimate for foundation repair. What if I don't see them? Well, we can send somebody else. And I'm they, fired. They can say yes. Fired. I'm done. Get it taken care of. So give us a call. We'll go play with my polar bear. 254-235-4922 or fixajimmy.com. That's me. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Pryor again, and he hit another one. 16 and a half by L.J. Pryor. Timeout, Kansas. Baylor leads by 11, 35-24. What a night for L.J. Cryer. Is he, uh, he really a, a, an incredible first half as he did most of his damage in the first half, went on to 22 points. Uh, Baylor wins it last night, 75-69. to 69. And we were talking, Ward, at the top of the show uh, about some of the other things that go on in a game that help you win a basketball game. Look, Baylor shot nearly 44% from the three-point line in the first half and shot 14% from the three-point line in the second half. For the game, Baylor shot uh, 
from the just from the field in general, they shot forty four percent in the first half and just twenty eight point six percent in the second half. Got outshot by by Kansas. But when you look at the little things, uh and, and you look at turnovers. Baylor forced 15 turnovers, which led to 19 points. And offensive rebounds, Baylor collected 17 offensive rebounds to KU's eight. That's the second straight game where they were just dominated on the offensive glass. And they turned those 17 offensive rebounds into 16 points. They had 16 second-chance points. KU had four. So, and then they played very good defense. I mean, they they did. They held they held Kansas under 70 points. And so their defensive effort was there as well. And that's what got them to win. Look, they didn't shoot the ball very well in the second half. And, and Scott Drew will tell you they had good looks. They just weren't going down. But – they they improved to fifteen and five overall, five and three in the conference. And what do you make? And I know, look, everybody does it, but Kansas is not everybody. Uh, that's a rare three game losing streak for KU in conference play. Only the fourth time in Bill Self's tenure. Yeah, and he's won a couple. Yeah. So, uh, and it wasn't. And I did think Kansas played horrible. I just. Whenever they would make a run, Baylor would would, would stop it and, and limit that run. Kansas had the lead, by the way, for 52 seconds. Yeah, it didn't take long. No. And that's when that's when uh, Langston Love went to work. Jalen Bridges, another good night. Boy, he was, uh, again, It's you can see Jalen Bridges. It's coming. 11 points, 9 rebounds for, for Bridges. Uh, 22 for LJ Cryer, 17 for Flagler. As we mentioned, Langston Love, 11. And I thought, I, and I've watched a lot of this. I thought for maybe one of the few times, I thought, I thought Keontae George, the freshman, I, I, I thought he pressed a little bit. He took some, and I know he's a shooting machine and he makes them, but I, I thought last night, maybe he took some ill-advised shots and, and kind of forced some things, but he didn't. He didn't look really in rhythm last night. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And uh, you know, it just was one of those nights. He was zero for five from three point land. Two from two for eleven uh, in in from the field in general. It was four or five from the free throw line. Baylor shot twenty five free throws. Kids, they were twenty of twenty five. And the reason why, particularly in the second half, Kansas Baylor was in the double bonus with about eight and a half minutes to go in the game. That's a long time to be, you know. So anytime that whistle blew, they were going the foul line. So they shot 25 free throws. Now look, Kansas Kansas did not miss a free throw. They were 16 of 16, but Baylor was 20 of 25, and that was a huge, huge stat for the Bears in their win. So they did the other things when the ball wasn't going in the hole. They were, they were taking it to the glass. Those guards from Baylor, L.J. Cryer and, and – uh, in in Flagler and in in Keontae George, they they were they were attacking the glass. The guards were attacking the glass and and drawing contact and going to the free throw line. And they shot twenty of twenty five from the free throw line. So 
getting to the line, second chance opportunities, and, and playing good defense and forcing turnovers. That's you know that's what won the basketball game for them. It certainly wasn't you know the ability to their, their outstanding shooting in the second half. It wasn't there. Now they shot lights out in the first half. They got after it, and like you said, Ward, early in the game, mm-hmm. that kind of created that separation, it which did. gave them a little a little wiggle room to to not make as many shots in the second half as they as they did. After the game, Scott Drew talked about talked about the win with with John and Pat. I know what it's like when you lose three in a row and hard you fight. And I really knew they were going to come in. And, and obviously, I mean, Grady Dick was eight for 13. He didn't miss much. Jalen was 10 for 16. He didn't miss much. We shoot 37%, 28 in the second half, 14 from the three-point line. And we had some good looks. So um, really proud that we were able to drive it, get to the free throw line, and 20 for 25 is the difference. Now, they, they, they didn't miss a free throw, so credit them. But us, uh, 80%, that'll win you a lot of games. That is uh, Scott George. Uh, Scott George. That is Scott Drew talking uh, about uh, his win last night uh, on the Baylor Radio Network from Learfield, Baylor Sports Network from Learfield, uh, with, uh, with John and Pat after the, after the broadcast on the postgame show. Uh, 10,000 plus in the house. And again, man, I'm going to tell you, it was loud. I don't know uh, what did it what it looked like on television, but I'm going to tell you, it was, a, it was a pretty cool scene inside the Ferrell Center last night. It was pretty impressive. And, you know, you would hope that that would translate to TV and all across the country. They'd get a good look at uh, what it looked like here in Waco last night. Were, were you able to watch much of the game? Mm-hmm. Watched it all. Did it? What did it look like on TV? Did it it's good? Yeah. So, all right, uh, seven twenty-one. So, if you've got an opinion, you want to talk about the game. If you were there, what'd you think of the atmosphere? Uh, our CNC Collision Center text lines two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Here's uh, one from the uh, uh, from the two five four. George plays indifferent defense. Not sure where we're going with that one. Maybe that he's not always locked down on defense. I don't know. I don't know. I th- I, th- I think he plays terrific defense. Uh, and, you know, and, I, and that's one thing I will say. When he was struggling last night, I don't think it translated into, you know, being upset and and, and not playing. Say, I thought he played good defense last night. Uh, I, I th- and every and every once in a while. You know, the, the Bears would, would, would switch and go to a zone and then back to man. And, you know, they did some different things. And, heck, I thought they, you know, from that perspective, I thought they played well. That's a good basketball team, man. <laughs> look at the – look at the – we were talking about that freshman, Grady Dick. Good gracious. Yeah, I think he had 24 last night. Yeah, he's a stud. He is a machine. Uh, That is a good, good basketball team. Mm-hmm. And I know people get sick and tired of hearing us say it, but the Big 12 is, is man, it's, I heard somebody say last night, well, there's another night in the Big 12. It was a fan, by the way, walking out. There's another night in the Big 12. And, and I think that's pretty – It's the best league in the country. Yeah, it's a great description of what goes on. I mean, heck, we talk about if you don't bring your A game, you may get beat. If you bring your A game, you may get beat. It's because somebody may bring their A plus game. I mean, it's it's that good a league. So there you go. All right, uh, seven twenty three. We're twenty three after seven. This is game time 
on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Uh, please tell me why on earth Baylor would build a stadium with all 7,500 – With I, I don't understand this question. I think he's trying to say there's 7,500 seats when they had over 10,000 people yesterday at the game against Kansas. It makes Talking about sense. the new arena. Uh, yeah, I, I get that now. Uh, but there's not 10,000 there every night. There's no. There's just not. And I think that's probably your answer is there's not 10,000. I think if, if, if it was 10,000 in the building night in and night out, they wouldn't be building this, uh, a stadium that's an arena that seats 7,500. I think would be your answer. All right, uh, 724, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas, and we appreciate you being with us. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here's another one from the CNC Collision Center text line. With a wide open, with as wide open as the NCAA basketball is, how exciting is the tournament going to be this year? I think it's going to be off the hook. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a great tournament. I think it, it will. It is every year. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, what we've had, you know, you had another number one go down again at home. What is that, the fourth time? I think it's the most mm-hmm. in recent history as Houston got beat over the weekend. So now Purdue takes over that 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 number one spot, but you've had I think four number ones lose at home, which is that's a little different. So it I, you know transfer rule, bingo. There's 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 obviously more parity in college basketball with 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 the with the transfer transfer rule and, and the portal. So which. You know, on the floor is going to make it exciting. I think it's going to be a great tournament. Heck, I look forward to the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> I think I think that thing may just – who knows what comes out of out of that deal. So, we'll see. All yeah. right. The uh, only thing you worry about the Big 12 is, look, they're going to be no doubt tested coming out of this conference play and going into the Big 12 tournament, going to test them and, and tighten down the gears a little bit more. The only thing you worry about the Big 12 is going into the tournament and it could go it could swing either way. Either they're completely wore out or it's seasoned enough to make a run. And you just don't know until you get there. I mean, hopefully your legs are not completely used up in in tournament play because of this this I mean in conference play because this conference is so dang tough. It is. It's physically demanding, and it's also emotionally mm-hmm. demanding. Absolutely. I mean, it's that kind of league. So, and it could go either way. I mean, it could it could prepare you for the tournament, or it could it could wear you for the tournament. It could, but you know, you go back and look at your last couple of national champions, and they come right out of this league. I, I know, but this league's a little more contested this year than it ever has been. Is it? Yeah, I think it is. I, I look. It's been tough, and it's been the best for a couple of years now, maybe even a little bit longer. But this year, I mean, just look at it. It's it's wild this year. Well, yeah. Even your even your last place teams, your last couple of teams in the conference, I wouldn't want to play. I mean, I watched Tech play Saturday, and I'm like, good gracious, how are they zero and seven? Other than they can't, you know, they just last couple of minutes couldn't finish. But for 38 minutes, you don't want to play him. I promise. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, you may have you may have a valid point. 
Only you time would tell. Yeah, you just don't know. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully, it's not the latter. I ho- you know, hopefully, it prepares you and gives you the opportunity to. And we look up, and you know, there's a couple of teams or more in the Elite Eight, which is certainly a possibility. Well, and again, a lot of it's going to have to do with with the seeding in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how many ones and twos do you get out of this league? And I, I suspect that, you know, there will be You're several. Get a couple. Yeah. I mean. You may get three. Between ones and twos? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, right now you got Kansas State, Iowa State, and Texas at the top of this thing. Baylor and Kansas tied right there in the middle. TCU lurking right behind them. Oklahoma State's not an easy out. Um, I, I don't. Again, I don't like you say. I don't think anybody's an easy out, but those teams are starting to separate themselves from Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Texas Tech. It, it, if something doesn't turn for Tech in a hurry, and I mean turn in a big way, they're going to be out of this thing pretty quick, and they may already be at zero and seven. I mean, that's just that's a tough hill to climb. But anybody else? I mean, in those top six. Everybody's within striking distance right now. I was just I'm going to look at the bracketology, and I think the I think you had two number ones going into last night. And I'm sure after Kansas got beat that that would change. But you had Kansas State and Kansas as as number ones going in last night. Mm-hmm. Well, so you had two number ones. So it's that kind of league. I mean, it really is. All right, uh, we'll talk about it and talk some football. And we'll do it next with Shehan Jayaraja right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. John Denton with us, longtime color analyst for TCU. Well, you know, the pressure's been on us for a couple of years, Johnny, since uh, you and uh, Baylor basketball team won the national championship. I mean, we at TCU had to do something. I'm running out of time. So I yeah, think you are. Like, if we're going to do it, it needs to be this year. There you go. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. 
Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person -person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Hello everyone, Brian Reese here, General Manager Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese and I will get your knees in the breeze. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. 17th-ranked Baylor knocked off 9th-ranked Kansas at the Ferrell Center last night, 75-69. L.J. Cryer led the way with 22 points. Deanna Little scored 17 points to lead the MCC High Lassies to a 74-54 win over Temple. The men's game went down to the wire as C.J. Hall hit a rebound bucket in the final two seconds as the Highlanders edged Temple 76-74. The softball and baseball seasons start this weekend for MCC. Chris Berry's softball team starts the year ranked second in the nation in the JUCO preseason poll. First-year baseball coach Tyler Johnson and his Highlanders are ranked third in that preseason poll. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to Game Time online at CentexSportsFan.com. All right, 7:33. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as uh, we uh, roll through this Tuesday morning. Let's uh, welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shehan Jayaraja. Shehan, good morning. We're glad you're with us. L let's talk some college football. And I haven't heard a whole lot of conversation about this lately, but let's begin in the Big 12. Will Texas and Oklahoma depart the conference early? And if so, how does that affect the league financially? Yeah, I think that there's a chance that they leave probably a year early. It's far too late for them to be able to leave for the 2023 season. The SEC's already released their schedule. They'd have to come up with two years of rights. And when you ask about uh, how it would impact the league financially, uh, it's hard to say because if, for Texas and Oklahoma to leave, they would have to pay two years or, or they'd have to pay the remaining amount of their uh, time via payout which would mean that they would probably have to pay about $40 million each if they were going to leave uh, one year early, which you know would obviously be a windfall for the league. But the other part of this, too, is that they'd also have to find a way to compensate Fox in order to, uh, to get away from those television rights. So it's really hard to say exactly what that would take. And I, I think that certainly it would be a benefit to the Big 12, but it would be uh, very complicated. Now, the thing that that uh, the Big 12 really has going for it is that they have signed their long-term television contract heading forward. So it wouldn't necessarily impact the league financially in terms of uh, in terms of broadcast payout, but it would, I think, put uh, the league in a difficult uh, in kind of different position. 
Jayhan, where does Michigan go? Well, I think, I, I think, look, so Jim Harbaugh is coming back. Obviously, uh, you know, they're going to have to make a change at co-offensive coordinator, but Sharon Moore was part of that play calling duo this year. And so I don't think that too much has to change. Obviously, I think that the thing that probably is most difficult about this situation for Michigan is that uh, for the second year in a row, you know, during these prime recruiting hours during this opportunity where they could get involved in the transfer portal, uh, their coach was busy flirting with the NFL. And I, I think that that's a difficult position to be. But, you know, I think that Michigan, when you look at what they bring back in 2023, they're still going to have a chance to be really good. Obviously, they bring back Blake Corum. Uh, Donovan Edwards is going to be back healthy. J.J. McCarthy showed some signs this year. And defensively, they sh still should have a chance to be pretty good. So I, I think that things are still – uh, positioned very well at Michigan, but certainly, uh, you know, whenever Jim Harbaugh is your coach and he's looking to the NFL every single year, it puts you in a little bit of a difficult position. Spencer Sanders is uh, going to move on again, and he's headed over to Ole Miss. And to me, that's I, I don't get I don't get the move. Uh, help me understand why Spencer Sanders is going to Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a strange situation because, uh, first of all, they bring back their starting quarterback, Jackson Dart, who did struggle, and I think that absolutely, uh, you know, he is not locked into that starting job. But they also added an LSU transfer, Walker Howard, who is a borderline five-star recruit in the class of 2022. I, I expect that Spencer Sanders is going to be the player who wins that starting job. I think that he has the most experience by far. I, I think that uh, when Lane Kiffin is planning this out, I think that they view Spencer Sanders as a one-year rental. And I think that for him, he feels like this is maybe the the most comfortable sort of one-year situation that he could come up with. This is his COVID senior year. This is his last opportunity to play college football. And, and if he feels pretty good about his opportunity to win that starting job, I, I think that he just likes the ability to go in and potentially have a year starting in the SEC. Now, We'll obviously have to, to see kind of what happens. Lane Kiffin is known as one of the better quarterback developers in college football. So I think that that's the attraction for Spencer Sanders. It's an opportunity to learn just under a different coaching staff uh, and potentially have a chance to play on a big stage. Out of the Big 12, who's winning the transfer war right now? That's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are bringing in some uh, some good transfer classes. I think that you have to look at TCU and in what they've brought in, uh, you know, several players from Alabama, a couple of former five stars and Tommy Brockermeyer and Trey Sanders, along with a, a really good wide receiver, Jojo Earl, who played at Alito High School. I think that all of these players have a chance to be immediate contributors for TCU and fill some of those spots that that's going to be left by players graduating for the NFL. Now, I, I think that uh, that I really like who Baylor's bringing in as well. I think that they've done a good job of addressing that secondary, and, and they brought in an offensive line duo with the Barrington brothers, who I think are going to both be starters on the offensive line and have a chance to be all-conference-type players as well. So uh, then I think that also you look to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is being really aggressive, trying to, to fill some of those gaps. So those would be the three teams to me that stand out right away. Visiting with Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. I just got to ask: Did you did you watch the game last night, Baylor and and uh, and KU? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. What what was your uh, your takeaway from uh, from the game? 
Yeah, well, look, I think that after the 0-3 start to conference play, you know, there, there was definitely concern that Baylor might just not have it this year, that it might be an off year for them, that it's going to be a little bit of a lost season. But, you know, look, I think that when you look at that, the team that that lost those first three games versus the one that showed up yesterday in Waco, just just a night and day difference. And I, I point to a, to more than anyone else. I think that Jalen Bridges has really come along and found his role on this team. Uh, you know, he, I think he's done a great job of doing the dirty work. You saw Baylor be so aggressive on the offensive boards. You saw them be much more aggressive on the defensive side of the floor, uh, really getting after Kansas. And I, I think that that's what you need to see every single game from Baylor. They have that upside. And you look at the amount of scores that they have on this team as well. I mean, I, I don't think that anybody could have expected that uh, that the three best players for your team in a win over Kansas would be obviously LJ Cryer, but also Langston Love and Jalen Bridges. So I, I think that this is a testament to how deep this team is the the team start uh, sort of looks to be coming together and obviously there was so much uh, transition from last year's team where, with obviously two players leaving for the NFL and or for the NBA rather and uh, and bringing in some new pieces to have to integrate and so it feels like they're finally starting to come together and play really high level basketball. Shahan out of the Big Twelve, who has the biggest hole in the roster due to the NFL de- uh, guys declaring for the NFL draft this year. Uh, when it comes specifically to the NFL, I think I think it is TCU. I mean, TCU obviously loses so many key players on their offense, including a pair of guys in uh, in Quentin Johnson and Kendra Miller, who were early entrants to go along with their Heisman finalist Max Duggan, to go along with Travis Hodges Tomlinson, to go along with Steve Avila. So, you know, they have so many uh, players who kind of aged out of their program right at the same time. So, I, I think that that puts them in a difficult position. You know, but but another team that has lost a lot of players to attrition is uh, is also Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, uh, th- they lost a handful of players to the NFL, but then, you know, we mentioned Spencer Sanders earlier. They've lost so many players on both sides of the ball to the transfer portal as well. And so I, I think that you look at those two programs, they're really going to be rebuilding. And, and TC, like I mentioned, has one of the stronger transfer classes coming in. They have a great recruiting class coming in. Oklahoma State does not. They, they technically have a top 15 transfer class, but it's because it's such a big class as they try to fill holes. So I, I think that those are two programs that are really going to be in, in a little bit of a rebuilding mode heading into 2023. What's going on at Oklahoma State? Why is it so much turnover right now? Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. So, you know, one thing that I'd point to is that I, I think that there has been some discontent of, around this offensive staff. You know, Casey Dunn has been offensive coordinator over the past three years, and the offense has steadily regressed. And, and I think that you look at what they, uh, what they did this year, and I think that there really are a lot of unhappy personalities on that team. You know, obviously Casey Dunn is the wide receivers coach, and Five of their top six receivers are now gone, and only one of them is a senior who is graduating. The rest of the transfer portal. So I think that there isn't the same kind of faith in this uh, in the coaches as there maybe has been in previous years on a Mike Gundy team, and uh, you're starting to see players kind of move on and. and stop kind of buying into that process. So, uh, you know, obviously a, a strange position for Oklahoma State to be in because Oklahoma State has been so consistently good for so long. But uh, but, but things are starting to, to sort of unravel at the, right at the wrong time for Mike Gundy. 
Talk a little bit about Colorado for us uh, and kind of maybe give us a grade on Deion Sanders as uh, he gets there and and talk a little bit about, you know, the staff that he put together in the first recruiting class and what is a fair expectation for them uh, this coming fall? Yeah, well, I think that, that look, he has done, I think, an incredible job of, of putting everything together there, of, of uh, not just putting together, like you mentioned, a, a team. And he has a great transfer class coming in. He has several players coming with him from Jackson State. He has a couple of really, really, really big-time recruits who are also joining him as well. Uh, you know, so they've got some elite-level talents that are going to be on that roster in 2023. Travis Hunter, obviously chief among them, the former number one overall recruit in the class of 2022, but also with son Shadur Sanders, also another great recruit in Kormani McLean. You know, now they're potentially entering the Jaden Rashada sweepstakes uh, for, for a five-star quarterback in the class of 2023. So I think that everything that Colorado hoped that Deion Sanders could do he's been able to do from a player perspective. And I'll tell you what, I, I love the staff that they're putting together over there. The big name that I think that people need to know is Sean Lewis, who's the offensive coordinator over there, who came to Colorado after being a head coach at Kent state for multiple years. And frankly, to me, is Sean Lewis should already have a power five head coaching job. He is uh, he's a member kind of, of that, uh, that former Baylor offense tree. He runs a really dynamic offense. I think that he's going to have a chance uh, to, to really be a, a rising star within that program at Colorado and potentially get a power five job that way. So I, I think that certainly, you know, look, the, the reality is it's hard to flip a roster in one year, especially at the power five level. Uh, you know, I, I really like maybe their top 25 to 30, but obviously a roster takes 85. So I think that they kind of need to just show signs this year. I think that they need to pull an upset. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine with the schedule that they have as well, because they have an unbelievably difficult schedule that includes games against TCU and Nebraska in their three non-conference games. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to imagine them really coming close to, to competing for bowl eligibility, but if they're competitive and they look like they belong, flipping a one in 11 team to that, uh, to, to competitiveness, I think would be a huge deal in year one. What's year two look like for Joey McGuire? Yeah, well, I think there's obviously so much excitement with that program, and they bring a decent amount of production back as well. You know, this isn't a situation like with TC where every player on the roster was basically a senior. So I think that they overachieved any way that you look at it, obviously winning eight games for the first time since 2013, and now you bring back uh, all of your quarterbacks. Now you bring back a lot of good wide receivers. Uh, you continue to develop, obviously, on, on both sides of the trenches. Uh, so I, I think that they have a chance to to take another step. Obviously, again, seven and five, uh, eight and five with the bowl game this year. I think that they should be pushing for eight or nine this upcoming year. Obviously, if they were able to get into the ten range, even with a bowl game, I think that would just be an unbelievable second year. But the other part of it too is that I do think that uh, that teams are going to be a little bit more ready for them. Obviously, uh, you know, I think that uh, that the word is out on Joey McGuire. They have a chance to be really good. They have a chance to be really special. So I think that year two in some ways is going to be an even better test of uh, of what they're building over there and the roster that they're putting together. So uh, I, I'd love to see them kind of improve on their eight and five and get to nine. But uh, but again, I, I think that, that obviously this is a long-term proposition and more than that, I just want to see that roster develop as well. All right, Shayhan, are you ready to give us your way too early pick to win the Big 12 next year? <laughs> 
man, this is going to be a hard one. This is this is a. I mean, I don't really. This early on, obviously, we're still kind of transitioning rosters, and there are four new programs coming into the Big 12, and we don't necessarily know how they're going to function week to week. This is probably one of the toughest years to try to predict who's going to win the Big 12 next year. I I think that the early favorite probably should be Texas, but not convincingly. And, And frankly, I think that next year is also going to be uh, the type of year like what TCU had this year where a team kind of comes out of nowhere and finds a way to compete for the Big 12. And that could be Kansas State. That could be Texas Tech. That could be Baylor. It wouldn't shock me at all if that were the case. Uh, but if I had to, to give a favorite right now, I think that Texas is probably a narrow favorite. Uh, speaking of which, and I know we're up against the clock, but uh, of those two programs, Texas and Oklahoma, which one today is more prepared and ready to transition into the SEC? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's Texas. I think that Texas's roster is just a little bit further along. I think that they have a, an understanding of what they want their identity to be. I think that they obviously have uh, players at the quarterback position who have a chance to be elite players uh, heading forward. And when I look at Oklahoma, I mean, they are really still at the point of of starting from square one. Now, I want to be clear. I don't think that either of these programs is in an awesome place heading into the SEC. And frankly, if you were a Texas or Oklahoma fan and you were told you're joining the SEC in 2023, I I would be pulling my hair out because I don't want to be entering the SEC looking like these programs do right now. But, uh, But I do think that Texas probably has a narrow edge. Obviously, when you look at the history of Oklahoma, I, I think that obviously you expect that they're going to get back and, you know, they're not going to be six and six forever. But I, I do think that Texas is just a little bit further along. Jay Han, what do you, uh, what do you got going on for CBSSports.com? Yeah, uh, I actually am working on a story about uh, Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. So, uh, you, you know, things again are starting to unravel a little bit. And so I kind of looked into that and looked into it in, in terms of historical context for him. So check that out at CBSSports.com. As always, it is a pleasure, man. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we'll talk to you soon. That is Shehan Jayaraja. Boy, he has got his thumb on college football. Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. It's 749. And this is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And we're brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts, where, look, we, we, we just wrapped up Christmas. And I guess the next big one is Valentine's next month. But, man, if you want to, uh, if you want to be a hero, why not go by there and purchase a gift for no particular reason? That's right. You can go to, you can go to, to Morrison's Gifts, and, and, yeah, they're your birthday headquarters, anniversary headquarters. They're your Christmas headquarters, but they're your gift store for no particular reason headquarters. They can hook you up with all kinds of great gifts, and they have been since 1979. We're talking about John Hart leather goods. We're talking about Consuela uh, products. We're, we're talking about uh, Times candles. We're talking about key rings, jewelry, all kinds of cool things, and they're available at Morrison's Gifts. They also do free gift wrapping and deliveries available as well. Morrison's Gifts is a Baylor alumni owned and operated business, and uh, they're at 4308 West Waco Drive. That's next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. Stop by Morrison's Gifts. Do it today. Grab that gift. 
uh, and, and she'll be all excited because you, you, you've thought about her for no particular reason. You can go by and get a, a salad and man, you're just going to have yourself a great lunchtime and, and you'll be, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be a hero at home when you go buy Morris's gifts, guys. They're at 4308 West Waco Drive. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM. The Baylor women back in action Saturday, headed to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Follow the 12-time defending Big 12 champions with Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, on 104.9 FM. Jenna's on the phone. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. You're not supposed to have your phone on in here. Thanks. Bye. Yep. See, it's going off. Say hi, Jana. Hi, everybody. It's Jana from from uh, Advanced. Yeah, we're Advanced. Advanced House Leveling. House Leveling. Foundation. She didn't turn her phone off. She didn't turn her phone off. It's the first time. But you can call us at 254-235-4922 and tell her, turn your phone off next time, Jana. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. That was my echo, echo, echo. Let's see how stupid that one sounds. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Keep up with Big 12 hoops on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Kickoff 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New sales event. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on all new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limiteds. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember, if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. 17th-ranked Baylor knocked off 9th-ranked Kansas at the Ferrell Center last night, 75-69. L.J. Cryer led the way with 22 points. 
Liana Little scored 17 points to lead the MCC Highlashes to a 74-54 win over Temple. The men's game went down to the wire as C.J. Hall hit a rebound bucket in the final two seconds as the Highlanders edged Temple 76-74. The softball and baseball seasons start this weekend for MCC. Chris Berry's softball team starts the year ranked second in the nation in the JUCO preseason poll. First-year baseball coach Tyler Johnson and his Highlanders are ranked third in that preseason poll. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Advanced Foundation Repair. All right, seven fifty-five. This is game time, and it is time for Did You Know? I think it's time for Did You Know? It is okay. You you looked a little ill prepared. No, I was ready. Okay, I'm always ready, Tom. All right, what do you got? Did you know that today in 1940, the film The Grapes of Wrath was released? That's one of Ward's favorites. It's a good movie. I love that movie as well. And also on this day in 1950, Jackie Robinson signed what at the time was the largest contract in Dodgers history for $35,000. How about that? That translates to $415,000 in today's value. And then also 12 years later on this exact day, January 24th, Jackie Robinson was elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And then also, Ward, we were talking about it last week with the Royal Rumble coming this weekend. This is the... The what? The Royal Rumble. Is that like in England? Ryan's, Ryan's that, that, going. That's where, got, I'm, that's where I'm going on Saturday. He's got a front row seat. No way. No, I don't. Royal Rumble. Is that something they do in London? No, that's that's the... They could. The... What do you call it? Wrestling? Wrestling. WW, all them W's? All of those W's. All right. And on this day in 1988 was the- putting makeup on too. (laughs) No, I'm just just bringing my luchador mask. Who? I'm I'm just kidding. I don't have one of those. Who? Luchador. Luchador. Isn't that that dude from the movie? No, that's- No, never mind. Go ahead. Today, on on this day in 1988, was the first ever Royal Rumble where Hacksaw Jim Duggan won. Oh, he's one of my favorites, old Hacksaw. Oh, oh, yeah. I know he is. And then also, did you know that today is Sean McVay's 37th birthday? How about that? The head coach of 37. the... 37. Has he started shaving yet? He's, 37, wow. He was born on this day in 1986 in Dayton, Ohio. Graduated from Miami University of Ohio, where he played wide receiver from 04 to 07. When he was hired by the Rams in January 2017... He was the youngest head coach in NFL history at 30 years old and 11 days old. Good gracious. And he also, in his tenure with the Rams so far, he became the youngest head coach to lead his team to a Super Bowl in 2018 when they lost 13-3 to the Patriots. And also that same year when he led the Rams at the Super Bowl in 2018, he was the youngest Associated Press NFL head coach of the year ever. And then also... When they won the Super Bowl last year over Cincinnati, he was the youngest NFL head coach in history to win a Super Bowl at age 36. So it's Sean McVay's birthday. What, okay, so he's what, 37? Uh, yes, he just turned he turns 37 today, yes. What, if he got fired today, Ward Whites, would he have to lift a finger if he didn't want to? Is he set for the rest of his life financially? Um, could be. I, th- I, I got to believe he is with all the TV yeah. commercials and that, all, all those Campbell soup things. Oh, yeah. I mean, is that that cat doesn't have to work another day if he doesn't want to. Yeah, but he will. 
Oh, he sure he will. He's 37. And also, yeah, you can tell by the music, today is Neil Diamond's 82nd Greatness. birthday. Holy moly moly. Born, really? the, born this day in 1941 in Brooklyn, New York. How about that? Famous for songs like the one playing now, Sweet Caroline, I'm a Believer. He's won Grammy Awards, Golden Globe Awards, Kennedy Center Honor, and he has been... He's an inductee of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So the, gra- the greatness of Neil Diamond turns 82 years old today. All right, let yeah, it go. Let it fly. The most played song in a ballpark. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody looks forward to this, don't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is good Seventh stuff. inning stretch, man. Absolutely. Let it go. Great song. One of my favorites. Well, quit talking. <laughs> All right, you can fade it out. That's good stuff. Way to go, Brian. Mm. Nicely done. All right, that is Did You Know? Seven four, uh, no, no, it's not. 7.59. <laughs> and time for John Morris in today's Baylor Sports View program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, a big home court win for the Bears over the Jayhawks on Big Monday. That plus women's tennis with a pair of victories. Coming up on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Drop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the Big Finish sales event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build a truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Back to Cryer. Cross midcourt to Adam Flagler. Flagler's going to dribble out the final seconds. And this big crowd cheers a Baylor win over the Kansas Jayhawks tonight. Baylor has won three straight over KU here in Waco. The Bears win their fifth straight in Big 12 conference play. And the Jayhawks their third straight Big 12 loss. 75-69 Bears over the Jayhawks. That's how it ended last night in the Farrell Center, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Baylor winning over Kansas, 75-69 the final for their fifth consecutive win in Big 12 conference play. The Bears got 22 from L.J. Cryer, 19 in the first half, 17 from senior Adam Flagler, and 11 apiece from Langston Love and Jalen Bridges for the victory. After the game, Bears head coach Scott Drew. Well, they're all huge in the Big 12, but Big Monday, that's 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 another level. That's a great platform, and, uh, I mean, you think about it, it's really the best matchup in college basketball. The last three years, Kansas and us are one and two. We're one, they're two in winning percentage. At national championships, 
they won one, we won, that's the last two. Mm -hmm. And you go back to COVID year, one of us, mine of, we were both number one seeds. So, um, so much respect for their team, their program. I know what it's like when you lose three in a row, hard you fight. And I really knew they were gonna come in. And, and obviously, I mean, Grady Dick was eight for 13. He didn't miss much. Jalen was 10 for 16, he didn't miss much. We shoot 37%, 28 in the second half, 14 from the three-point line, and we had some good looks. So um, really proud that we were able to drive it, get to the free throw line, and 20 for 25 is the difference. Now, they, they, they didn't miss a free throw, so credit them. But us, 80%, uh, that'll win you a lot of games. Scott Drew and the Bears now 15-5 and five on the season, 5-3 and three in Big 12 Conference play, stepping out of the Big 12 for the Big 12 SEC Challenge on Saturday. The Bears hosting the Arkansas Razorbacks Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. Also yesterday, Baylor women's tennis with a pair of 4-3 victories over Rice and DePaul. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into Hour 2 of the program. This is Game Time. Tom Barfield, Ward Weitz, and Ryan Fox. We're glad you're with us as we welcome you into the second hour. Coming up tomorrow at the uh, Baylor Club, it is the uh, annual Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce first pitch luncheon as uh, they feature the uh, McClellan Highlanders and the Baylor Bears, both baseball and softball coaches. And, of course, the keynote speaker tomorrow will be former Baylor Bear and Ranger closer, Sean Tollison. Tolly, good morning. How are you? And thanks for being on the program this morning. Good morning, Tom. I'm doing good today. How are you? Uh, terrific. We appreciate your time. Uh, first of all, let's let's get Baylor fans caught up. W what are we doing these days? Uh, I'm doing a lot of things these days, but um, I'm, I'm running a couple of health and wellness businesses that I started up. And what what's the kind of give us the the, the goals there and, and what 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 you're getting accomplished there? Yeah, really. I mean, to, to break it down, the goal is to get people healthier um, and then I make it complicated um, because it doesn't have to be. So, you know, one of my companies, we do that on the individual level, just partnering with people one on one. Um, and then the other side is uh, doing it on the corporate level. So partnering with companies who want to provide a really uh, unique alternative uh, wellness plan uh, for their employees. Um, and so that's what I'm doing. It's keeping me busy, and I'm enjoying it. John, how much has the game changed? Because I know it evolves every year, and even though you're not that far removed from the game, how much has it changed since you were out closing games and, and in locker rooms? It, it, it has changed so much. I mean, it's – it's kind of crazy to think about how much it's changed. Um, you know, you watch a game on TV and you see, you know, rules around non-visits and rules around shifts and rules around you got pitchers wearing headsets and their hats and having to adjust those between pitches and um, just all sorts of things like that. I, I've, I've often thought about if I were to step back in the game, how lost I'd be. You mentioned uh, that you're in the – the wellness and fitness industry has that changed much for players? Uh, it, you know, diet and, and and how they go about preparing for the the season during the off season and in season. It's, it, it has changed a lot. You guys know baseball is pretty old school, right? Um, and you think about old school baseball, and you think about you know 
<laughs> I mean, if you think real old school, you think about it, it's just a bunch of sloppy old men out there playing a the game. But um, <laughs> it's it's changed a lot, and even from you know from the first time I I entered the league until the time I left, it changed a lot. You know, where you've got um, you know multiple team nutritionists, and you've got chefs preparing healthy food, and you've got meal plans for every player and you've got, uh, you know, you know, blood work and testing being done on players and, um, you name it, it's gotten very individualized, even on the mental health aspect too. You've got, you know, mental health experts and uh, performance coaches at, at, at every, at every level across the board. John, is there one game that still stands out in your memory from your time in the, in major league baseball? Is there just one game that you find yourself drifting back to? Um, you know, probably, probably it's, 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 it's not a good memory, unfortunately, but the game I, the game I often kind of think back on is a, a 2015, um, and the playoffs we were playing up in Toronto against the Blue Jays and in the kind of infamous Jose Batista bat flip game. Um, I kind of, I kind of replay that in my head <laughs> a few times because that was just, it was, a you know, it was really my only opportunity I had to pitch in the playoffs. And uh, we just couldn't pull it out. We should have pulled it out as a team, and we just couldn't do it. Talking with Sean Tollison, he'll be in town tomorrow to speak at the uh, Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce first pitch lunch. And Sean, there's you're, you're both your your old teams are making some changes. Obviously, uh, the Rangers with uh, a new manager and in, in, in redoing the roster there and kind of revamping the roster. What are your thoughts, first of all, on the Rangers, and, and then let's get your thoughts on on Toppy coming back to to lead the Baylor Bears. Yeah, let's do it. Um, a lot of big changes with, with the Rangers and, and all really exciting changes. And if, if you're a Ranger fan, you should be excited um, because something's going to happen in the next two years. Um, and so it's, it's definitely something to be excited about. Obviously having kind of Bochi take over Reigns, he's got such a, an amazing track record as a manager. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, obviously you can see the team's willing to spend some bucks. Um, and that never hurts uh, when you're trying to win championships. So um, definitely some exciting changes happening with the Rangers. And, um, you know, definitely excited to see Tompy kind of take over down there in Baylor. And, um, you know, just it's familiar for me. And, and familiar is always a it kind of makes me feel at home. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to bringing my wife and three kiddos down to some games this year and just um, seeing some familiar faces. Sean, your feelings on the new ballpark in Arlington with the roof over top of it. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing or should baseball be played outside? <laughs> um, have you been there? I have. It's have it's a nice place. Summer? Have you been there in the summer? I it yes. And I and I went to every game uh even back when you were playing in the outdoors. Yeah. And I get it. Okay. I understand the heat is a factor and and it's a problem, but for me, I, I'm old. I like the outdoor mm-hmm. baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, I get, I totally get where you're coming from, and I would say I was, I was very sentimental about that. I, I was kind of, I was kind of frustrated, and I, and I saw pictures of it, and I thought, oh no, this isn't baseball. This is, this is no bueno. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you, the first game, the first game I that, that I went to, you know, I think it was, I think it was a July game. It was a, no, it was, it was a July Sunday afternoon game. Um, and I, and I remember rolling up to it and, you know, sweating my butt off walking to the, <laughs> the stadium. And then I got, and then I, and then I got inside and, um, 
and I was pretty comfortable. So I think it's a good thing. Um, I, I get it. I can relate to the, to the needing to be outside and, um, but long-term it's, it's a good move. And, and for, even for getting players, there's certain players that didn't want to come play in Texas sure. um, because it is, those summers are brutal and it kind of limits what a team can do. You know, we often think about it from like a fan perspective, like fans are more comfortable. They're more likely to come to games, which is definitely the case. But, but even from a player side of it, um, you know, those, those summers are long and, and it's not comfortable um, going out there and taking batting practice. And it's not comfortable out there throwing bullpens. It's not comfortable out there doing long toss or getting your running in. Um, and from that aspect, you, what you do is you just don't do it. Um, you say, Hey, I'm skipping BP today. I'm going to save my energy. Hey, I'm, I'm not running today. I'm going to, I'm going to do something inside. Um, and before you know it, it's actually, it's actually a little bit easier to kind of lose your edge as a player um, during those summers because you're not spending as much time honing your skill as you probably would otherwise. Interesting. I was going to ask you, did, speaking of the heat, did it change how you prepared for, for a game knowing that, you know, you were, you were on the back end, you, you could pitch every day, three, four straight days in a row. Did it change how you prepared for, for, for an appearance? It, it definitely changes. It definitely changes how you, how you prepare. Um, you know, I, 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 lo- I love going out there and playing catch before games. I love getting off a mound and just feeling the, you know, feeling the dirt underneath my spikes and kind of going through my, my mechanics. Um, I like going out there and just shagging batting practice. Cause to me, that's how I grew up. That's part of, that's part of the routine to get ready for a game. Um, but if you do all those things and, and it's a hundred something degrees outside, um, you don't have much left in the tank, you know, and add on a workout before, before the game, you don't have much left in the tank to give for the actual game, which is your job, right? So you kind of have to you kind of have to pick and choose what's most important, and um, often what's what's least important is shagging batting practice. But what happens is you go in there, and you get some throwing in, and then you go sit and you go sit on your butt for about you know three three hours until the game starts. Um, and I'm not so sure that's that's not the best way to prepare for you know playing in a professional baseball game. It's just sitting there not doing anything. Um, and so from that aspect, I think it definitely it, it definitely changes how you prepare. And um, a lot of guys, you know, they in the summers, especially the starting pitchers, the catchers, some of the position players, um, you know, they're sitting there getting IV drips before every single one of these these hot games. Um, and that's another that's another time suck. You know, they sit there for an hour. Um, kind of taking this IV bag in before the game. And, um, you know, as a result, they've got to get there an hour earlier, which means an hour less time with your family before you leave. And um, so there's a, there's a lot of benefits to, to not playing in that heat. Uh, you're going to be here tomorrow for the uh, annual first pitch luncheon from the uh, Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce. What, what fans coming out to, to the uh, luncheon tomorrow, what can they expect to, to hear from you tomorrow? I'm just going to tell some stories. <laughs> You know, I, I hope to I hope to leave people I hope to leave people uh, feeling motivated, um, just to kind of to just kind of spearhead the, the new year. Um, you know, January is always a year to kind of to kind of set some goals for yourself. So I want people leaving, um, setting some really really uh, smart and intentional goals for themselves if they haven't already, um, and I hope they leave feeling motivated. Um, as you guys know, you guys have heard people come in and talk before and motivation lasts about 10 minutes. So, um, you've got to, you know, I hope people learn how to kind of constantly motivate themselves 
um, throughout the day. And, um, yeah, hopefully they hear a couple stories that, that make them laugh as well. Hey, as we, uh, as we kind of wrap this thing up, talk about your time here, uh, n- not only within the baseball program, but just your time here in Waco. Man, I, I think I, I wish I could go back. <laughs> I wish I could go back. You know, you often hear that college is the best time of your life, and uh, it most certainly is. I mean, life is good. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm very happy doing what I'm doing now. Um, I love the stage of life that I'm in and, and getting to getting to raise a family and getting to coach my two sons' baseball teams. And um, But there's nothing better than, than being a part of a college baseball team and just really being part of the school um, and just seeing how Baylor's – what's happened within Baylor as a school on campus, um, changes that have been made, the athletics program. I mean, all of that just makes me really want to go back. <laughs> um, you know, just showing up as a student in the new, uh, you know, in McLean stadium, like uh, I want to go back and be a student at that um, going and watching. I mean, gosh, uh, me and my boys sat up and watched the entire basketball game last night. Right. And just, just seeing all the excitement there in the Ferrell center, makes me want to be a student again my kid i'm you know i'm kind of uh trying to brainwash my kids to go there so um so far so good sean thanks we uh we appreciate your yeah. time as always good to catch up with you we will uh we we look forward to seeing you tomorrow all right i look forward to it talk to you soon we'll see you later that's sean tollison former baylor bear and and a pitch with the dodgers pitch with the rangers and of course uh uh what 34 35 saves one year uh, ryan for for the Rangers, I think he was 35 or 37 one Correct. year. Correct, in 2015. So, holy moly. Uh, just and, and a terrific guy, as you could tell. All right, 8-16, 16 minutes after 8. We're talking sports with you on a rainy Tuesday morning. And we've got more. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got we got Stephanie coming in. There's no telling what we're going to learn about tomorrow, uh, today. And we may learn about it tomorrow again today. Uh, we'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. So excited to have this gentleman on with us for the Round Rock Express, Mr. Mike Caps. Well, you've known me a long time. And, and, <laughs> and you know that I, I prescribe myself to the theory that Rogers Hornsby had when somebody asked him, the late Hall of Famer. I said, what are you doing in the offseason? He said, I sit at the window <laughs> and I watch seasons change. And I wish to hell... Baseball would get here quicker. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and We're Foundation Repair. We're probably not going to be able to do that last commercial on the air. No, I got in trouble. You are inappropriate. I didn't mean to. I know you're accidentally inappropriate. Well, it's, I was born this way. Yeah. Who's that girl that sings that? I have no idea. Okay, anyway. Y'all call us and remind me who sung that song, Born This Way. Born This Way. Anyway, why are we here? To tell people that we would be happy to come give them a free inspection for foundation repair. But it's cold. Yes. Do I have to be happy in the cold? No, you don't have to. Fixitjimmy.com. Just call us. She'll make me show up. I wear my polar bear suit. 254-235-4922. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find T-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. 
The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or or ubeo.com. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and ASCO Equipment in Belton. All right, welcome back. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas, your first word in sports and other things. Uh, Will you let me introduce you before you start giggling? It is time for Stephanie to speak on sports (laughs) and various sundry items. (laughs) Don't you like this weather? You know, yes, I absolutely, absolutely. do. I know Thank you, you do, Ward. I know Ward's happy because he likes the rain and we the gloominess. We need the rain. We Our do need it. not gloomy. No, huh? I didn't say you were gloomy. You like the gloominess. You like the rain. Rain is great for us. I'm hoping it'll turn to snow, Ryan. <laughs> Me too. Yes. but I may drive to the Metroplex just to, to see snow. Well, Ryan. Well, hang on now. It's snowing in Lubbock, right? Yes, yes. it's snowing in Lubbock right now. And it's drifting down to Wichita Falls as of about five minutes ago. There you go. So can it drift this way? No. It Why? can, but it, it won't. It won't. 
We need to have like one of those atmosphere things that. What are we doing? Well, I love I the know. rainy night. You, you were indicating a tornado. <laughs> I mean, nice. I don't think we want that. No, I don't want a tornado. I just want the winds to shift. How are they doing? And bring the snow. You want the here. snow down here? Yeah, I just want well, a snow just say day. That. I was trying to get there. I was trying in a roundabout way. <laughs> well, <laughs> Gee, there's something new. In yeah. 100 miles or more, she'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. You ready? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Y'all gonna see what you know. Knowledge, See some facts. What you know. So we got the big game coming up, the Super Bowl. We know the Cowboys are not going to be there. But really? do you know what teams have never won a Super Bowl? Yes. Let me hear it. That or would you be want me to tell you? Vikings, the Houston Texans. Wait, you got to go in after the quarter. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Buffalo Bills, Minnesota Vikings, Houston Texans. Arizona uh, Cardinals. Yeah, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals yeah. The Lions, are they on that list? Uh, yes. I bet they are because Titan. they've won an NFL championship, but they've never won a Super Bowl. The Titans? So that, yeah. that she asked about Super Bowl, so yeah. they're on The there. Titans, the Vikings, the Chargers, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Lions, the Browns, the Panthers, the Bills, the Falcons, uh-huh. the Cardinals, and who else? The Bengals. Yeah. That's changing Cincinnati's this year. Oh. They've been there twice. Yeah. But they have not won. They are this year. Well, Were they I, there under Kenny Anderson? Yes. And lost. I think it was Kenny Anderson. Wasn't he the quarterback in the day? I have, we're looking at Ryan like he would know. He wouldn't even know yeah. his <laughs> So, and get this. Out of that list, the Lions, the Texans, and the Jaguar, Jaguars have never made it to the Super Bowl at all. Isn't that crazy? Anyways. That will tell you how difficult it is to do this thing. Who's won the most, Steph? Uh, the New England Patriots. And behind that is the Chicago Cowboy. Bears, I think. No. No, 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 no. The Cowboys. Cowboys and 49ers. No, Cowboys and 49ers are tied with five. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Broncos. They're in the top five that have been there the most. But the Steelers Patriots. have not won five. No, they haven't won five. They are in the top five teams well, that's not that what, have been there that's most. That's not what we the said. The question was, who's who has won appeared the, most? the most? No, who has won the most? Oh, the won. Patriots. Yes, and then the Cowboys and the 49ers are in second place with five apiece. I'm not arguing this with... This is my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just trying to see. Okay, which Three. player... You're near know this. Which player has won the most Super Bowls? Tom Brady. Of course. Do you know who is uh, the highest, wait, the second guy who's won the most? Y'all should know this. Second. He played at the Cowboys and the 49ers. Oh, Charles, Charles Haley. Haley. Yes, there you go. The Steelers have six Super Bowls as well. Do they have six? They do. Championships? My bad. Six Super Bowls. Huh. That's what I thought. I had to look it up to make sure. But yes, the Steelers also have six. Okay. Do you know which city has hosted the Super Bowl the most? Tampa, Florida. Gotta be Miami. Correct, Miami. And the second one would be? New Orleans. Correct. God, y'all are on it. Nice. Y'all are on it. Okay, this is what I found out. The Lombardi Trophy. Mm Mm-hmm. We know who it was named after, Vince Lombardi. Guy Lombardo. (laughs) Lombardi. Anyways, it's made by Tiffany & Company, one of my favorite jewelry stores. How is she, by the way? (laughs) Shocking. Is she doing okay? She's good. Good. Uh, Anyways, uh, the... It's made every year there. It's valued at $50,000, and it weighs seven pounds. 
So, Good Lord. Six ounces. Well, they said they make it. <laughs> 18 they, inches long. Yeah. But the seven pounds is so it's easier for the players to lift it up over their heads. When uh, they it's not very in. heavy. That's seven pounds. But I want to know what it's made with. Silver? Yes. Silver and gold. Silver with the worst... Well, okay. I wonder if it has diamonds. I don't know if it's. No, it does not those have the, diamonds. Those are it the has, rings. <laughs> it has no gold. It has no diamonds. It's completely solid silver. Now I don't know if it's pure silver. I don't know either. I don't think that that trophy that big could be pure silver. It'd be heavier. Than yeah, it'd that. be very heavy. Yeah, you have a point there. Okay, so I learned this yesterday. So you know, they get so many footballs at the Super Bowl, right? Each mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. they get a hundred and eight footballs. Each team does. 54 they get to practice with, and 54 they have during the actual game. Okay. I don't know why I thought that was cool. It's a lot of footballs. I know. So is that they only get 54 because they throw them in the stands, or I mean. No, that's a fine. Well, yeah, but sometimes they do it anyways. They yeah, they, do. they get fined. They do. How much is that fine? Like 50,000, 10,000? Obviously not up. enough because they do it. Now, here's my thing. So you have like Super Bowl one, two, three, four, five, and mm-hmm. they use all these letters like V, X, I, Z, L. I do not they know. They do not use Z. Well, I don't know. They use a V and an I and an X. I don't even know how to read that. Do you know that? Do you know Roman how to numerals? T- do you? I know that the V is a five. What do you so, think an I would be? I don't know. Seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> I don't know. What's see, you don't know either. X is 10, isn't X it? X is 10. Well, look at you go, Ryan. I don't know. That's I, just see, confusing. I knew that. X but why can't you yeah. just say Super Bowl 57, well, 5, you do 7? When you, when you verbalize it. Well, yes. yes. But when you put it in print. It looks fancier. You use the you just want a 5 and 7. I know, but if you go back and you're like, oh, what Super Bowl was this? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head except for Super Bowl 5. And in Super Bowl 5 is when they started using the V's and the I's and the X's. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here we go. Uh, Grumpy says, Tiffany released her 11th album in November. She's probably doing okay, Tom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Anyways, there's Grumpy a little knows that. knowledge. That's, that's strange, huh? He knows Tiffany? Yeah, he says he does. Hmm. Would Surprising. you like to meet her? I'd like to have some of her jewelry. Saying. All right. Just saying. But there you go. And, uh... Y'all stay safe on the road. So, today. will you come back tomorrow with some Roman numeral no. knowledge that you could share with us? Who no. cares about Roman numeral? Like, Obviously, I, the NFL does. I know they need to drop that. <laughs> and do you know? Well, do you know that on the coin? You know the coin toss. Yeah. That on one side is a picture of the Lombardi Trophy, and on the other side is the Roman numerals. It's the Roman what? The numerals. Numerals. <laughs> she learned that from the Googles. Numerals. <laughs> I can't say that word. That's a hard word to say. But yeah, anyway, really tough. I want to know what do they do with the coin after the game? Like, who keeps the coin? Somebody gets the the winning team. I, I would assume it goes to Canton. I, it goes. That's what I thought. It, it'll either go to Canton or it goes to auction. Auction. Yeah. To make, I would put it in the Hall of Fame place. Yeah, Canton. It's <laughs> the Hall of Fame place. They're not in the Hall of Fame. Really? So they just people actually will buy them. I guess if it was a good game and your team yeah. won, you'd want to buy it, but. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. It's usually a one-of-a-kind coin that they designed just for that toss. So. Who has the song? <laughs> Eddie Rabbit. Oh. Okay. He knew that. I didn't. I love Eddie Rabbit. I love the rainy nights. This is Ward's theme song. There you it's go. A good song.
And he loves the rainy days and, and rainy nights. Rainy days and Sundays and <laughs> bring on the snow. And what? Bring on the snow. Bring the snow. Let's see if Ryan's going to be right and that it comes in February. We Let's will see finish. if Kyle Yeomans knows where the coin goes. He's coming up next. Ask him. I'd like to we, know. Okay, we will. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show Thursday, February 2nd, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. So many chores and so little time. If you feel this way too, WC Tractor is here to help. We've bundled up the most popular new Kubota tractors with the most popular implements and created ready-to-go Kubota packages for your convenience. Stop by any of our Kubota locations and take a test ride in our new affordable Kubota L3302. Neatly packaged with a loader, cutter, box blade, and trailer. Think of all the tasks you can conquer with a new Kubota tractor package. Come by or visit us online at wctractor.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. 17th-ranked Baylor knocked off 9th-ranked Kansas at the Ferrell Center last night, 75-69. L.J. Cryer led the way with 22 points. Purdue has moved back to the top spot of the AP College basketball poll. Alabama is number two, followed by Houston, Tennessee, and Kansas State at number five. Miana Little scored 17 points to lead the MCC High Lashes to a 74-54 win over Temple. The men's game went down to the wire as C.J. Hall hit a rebound bucket in the final two seconds as the Highlanders edged Temple 76-74. The softball and baseball seasons start this weekend for MCC. Chris Berry's softball team starts the year ranked second in the nation in the JUCO preseason poll. First-year baseball coach Tyler Johnson and his Highlanders are ranked third in that preseason poll. Sports Center every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson. Good feet in the Central Texas marketplace and advanced foundation repair. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Tom Barfield, Ward White, Ryan Fox. Glad to have you with us on a rainy Tuesday here in the heart of Texas. All right, let's talk some Cowboys football. We welcome into the program from the Cowboy broadcast team, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good morning. Hey, you've had a chance to uh, to review the, the video. You've had a chance to, to sleep on it a little bit and, and reflect. Simple question. What went wrong? Oh, man, you, you're right. I mean, we're going we're gonna to spend a whole – I feel like it's going to be a whole nother year really stewing on this one, much like it was last year's playoff loss. And you, you really didn't actually uh, feel better about that one until you beat the Buccaneers exactly one year to the day that you fell to the 49ers. And I feel like that's what this is going to look like. This isn't going to feel great until you actually make your way back to a title game. But what, what ended up going wrong? I, I think it was just too many opportunities missed for the Cowboys. They had the door open. They, they shut down Christian McCaffrey. They limited Debo Samuel. They, they neutralized uh, Nick Bosa. I mean, all of these different weapons outside of maybe George Kittle didn't have any success. And whenever you neutralize those guys, all of these, these number one receivers, even Brandon Ayuk, who was a thousand yard receiver this year, didn't have, but a couple of catches. So, you, you basically execute your game plan on the defensive side of the football exactly the way you wanted it to. You only allow 19 points against a high-flying offense like that. But your offense can't find you a couple scores, and they can't hold on to the football, and it, it leads to six points the other way, and you, of course, miss a field goal. That's the difference in the ball game. If you don't turn the football over and you miss your, you, you convert on the one PAT that was blocked early in the game, you're, you're tied up at 13. I mean, that's where we're at. So I, I think it's just missed opportunities. You, you didn't execute your game plan offensively to the, to the tune of what you thought you would, and it, it put your defense in a tough spot and ultimately put your team in a tough spot. Has the clock ticked its way out of Dak Prescott, and are the Cowboys going to finally look at going out and drafting the future of this franchise? I think, I think there's a way to say yes and no to that. And I think it's, it's no, the clock has not run out. No, you're not going to, to get rid of Dak Prescott this offseason, or at least that, there's no inkling that that's the case. 
Uh, will you start looking elsewhere for somebody else, uh, for some other type of help that can maybe supplement either what Dak is doing or be maybe his uh, his next man up following uh, wherever he, his contract ends up going these next couple of years, I think you start looking that direction. I mean, it's been like eight straight drafts, Ward, where we're not even talking about quarterbacks. We're not even throwing the, the possibility of a of top 100 pick at quarterback into the fold. But just how it happened toward the back end of, of Tony Romo's career, and I'm not saying it, we're on the back end of, of Dak Prescott's career, but you, you start looking at guys that can be uh, a contributor at the same time. Because right now, you don't, you don't trust Cooper Rush to go out, out there and win you football games. But if something were to happen to Dak Prescott, uh, and, and maybe you push him a little bit in the process, you want somebody back behind him that's going to get the job done. So I'd say no. The time hasn't run out on Dak just yet, but the honeymoon phase is well in the past, and, and I think he's got to have some sort of challenge in order to, to at least try and up his game as much as possible. In, in retrospect, would you have kicked the field goal? Uh, you're sitting there in field goal range, and I know that you're not real fired up about your kicker right now, but you're in field goal range, <laughs> and yet you, you elect to take a delay a game and punt. And, and, and it, it just feels like, and Ward and I talked about it yesterday, it just felt like you, you left points on the board right there. Yeah, I probably would have kicked the field goal myself uh, and just trusted the guy. I mean, it was a long one. It would have been about a 57-yard field goal prior to the to the uh, penalty. So either way, it would have been a really long kick. Now, uh, I think when it comes to Mike McCarthy yesterday and some of his decision-making, uh, the way that he normally does it, got these analytics that he goes by, but then there's a human aspect to it. And the analytics certainly say one thing, but then you've got to have a gut feeling. You've got to have an intuition to say, okay, this is not the right situation for this. There was no confidence in that offense yesterday. You saw that at the back end of the game when you, you're still waiting on the two-minute warning and you elect to punt the football away on fourth and ten right there. Yeah, you're deep in your own opponent's territory. The safe thing is to probably punt the football away and try and get it back with a number of seconds left. And in hindsight's 2020, it didn't work out for you. You still got the ball left, but you only got it back with 45 seconds remaining. I think right there, you go for the, the first down. If your offense had any inkling of momentum, any, uh, even in, in a drive prior on fourth down and 10, and you're sitting at your own 26-yard line or whatever it may be, and he elected to punt it away, and then use the timeouts to get the ball back inside the two-minute warning. I think if you had any sort of rhythm, any sort of momentum offensively, he goes for that there to keep the football and to have a chance to win that game on your own terms instead of trying to play the clock game and get it down to you. But there was no momentum. And so he decided to go with the safer option, let the defense get back on the field, which the defense did what they did all day long, and that was execute. They at least gave you a shot, but at the same time, uh, it, it took Elijah Mitchell running out of bounds to, to even give you that shot even late in the game. Will either or both the coordinators be back for the Cowboys? Uh, man, it feels like far-fetched uh, fairy tale land for both of those guys to come back just because Dane Quinn has been so sought after, and, man, he's been so good these last two years. I think he's going to end up, and I even 
I got a chance to talk to him yesterday. I said, Hey man, good luck wherever you end up being. I was like, I hope you, I hope you end up back here, but Hey, it, it's, uh, it's far-fetched. And, and, and I didn't say that to him specifically, but, uh, I, I think when you look at what he's done and his body of work, he's going to be a head coach this next year in the NFL. Kellen Moore, on the other hand, he's put up great numbers. And the way that they kind of righted the ship late in the in the year, and yeah, they struggled in the divisional round offensively, but you can talk about from the middle of the year, there was a, a very little hope on the offensive side of the ball, and somehow they found it. So I think he's got a great resume, too. If I had to to really make a prediction, I would say Kellen Moore is back on the offensive side. Dan Quinn is gone. Uh, I would love to see both of those guys back. I know there's been scrutiny for for Kellen Moore for quite some time. I don't think Kellen Moore is the problem. I think he would be backing in a a really fun role with this Cowboys offense next year. And we visited a little bit about this yesterday, but just point blank. Mm With, with Dak Prescott at quarterback and the way that the, the roster is constructed today, can he and this team win a championship? Nope. The, 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 the Dak Prescott dilemma right now is, is he good enough to win a championship? And I know Cowboys fans might roll, my, might roll their eyes when I say this. And I'm going to say yes. Dak Prescott is good enough to win you a championship. Is he good enough to be the reason, the reason that you win the championship? No, he needs players around him. I don't, you look at Dak Prescott specifically, he has shown you the ceiling. He has shown you that he can get the job done and he can win you football games, big football games at times. However, his inconsistencies show that you need somebody to step up around you. Yesterday, it looked like it was C.D. Lamb. Or Sunday, it looked like it was C.D. Lamb. It was 117 yards. C.D. Lamb almost single-handedly worked your way back into the ball game by just muscling up the San Francisco 49ers. But he, even he couldn't do it all because he, he had more than half receiving yards in the football game. So you need help around Dak Prescott. Can he win you games? Yes. Can he be the reason you win the big games and you win it all? No, he needs somebody else to kind of supplement that on the offensive side of the ball. What is the biggest acquisition that they have to do in the offseason? And let me start by saying I think you're walking a fine line if you're going to go into free agency and pay Tony uh, Pollard the big money after the injury he suffered. I, I I hope you learned what you did for 13 last year was a mistake. Yeah, I I think you still want to retain Tony Pollard because it's a one it's a different injury. I mean that was a MCL ACL tear uh, and and a little bit of a, a rupture on Michael Gallup's part, and that was a, an injury that really really came back to burn you. Whereas Tony Pollard, and by the way, just side note, I think Michael Gallup will be better next year. I really do. I think he's got a full, healthy offseason. I think he's going to be better. Uh, with that being said, I think Tony Pollard specifically, he he had the clean break of the uh, fibula or whatever the the scientific term is. I'm not a doctor, you guys. You know how that is. But the, whatever that break was, 
is not nearly as big of a recovery and a, a rehab process as Michael Gallup's. Tony Pollard, he may have to have surgery on it. I, I'd have to check on some of that today. But for the most part, you would expect him back and ready for training camp, whereas, of course, Michael Gallup didn't get a training camp. He came back in midway through the, the regular season or right at the beginning of the regular season. So I, I think if you wanted to go out and sign Tony Pollard, whether it's to the franchise tag or – I would try and get a couple years of a, a deal done and maybe try and get a bit of a discount on it and see if he can come back and then restructure Ezekiel Elliott's deal to clear up some cap space too. Uh, that's that's really what you you want to try and do because that Prescott contract right now is taking up 20% of your cap going into next year. And that's that's a massive number. I mean, that's a fifth of your roster's cap room is going to Dak Prescott's cap hit, which will be sitting right at $49 million. I don't think that's going to stay the same either. I think they're going to try and finagle a little bit of that and, and work that into to cash and try and make it a bonus and kind of do their cap magic to make it disappear a little bit more. But it, even though they're going to do some of that. It's still going to be a massive hit and you're going to have to sign some guys up front. With, with that said, uh, you've got free agents in, in your tight end, Dalton Schultz. And, and as mm-hmm. Ward pointed out, the running back, Tony Pollard, do you have enough, do you have enough money under the cap to get all the things done that you need to get done to construct this roster for next season? Uh, right now, no, uh, not with that 20% hit, but like I said, there's room, there's ways to, to clear room. I mean, last year, Demarcus Lawrence took a bit of a pay cut because he wasn't putting up the same type of numbers he was early in the season. Ezekiel Elliott already said it yesterday that he's willing to take a pay cut because he wants to stay in Dallas, and I think that's where he should stay. I mean, it's better for him. It's better for the Cowboys if Zeke is still here. Uh, whereas you can start kind of moving some of that money around to make some some moves. They, they weren't right up against the cap this season whenever they were playing. So even then, you had a little bit of a cushion there to where you can maybe make some moves. But for the most part, this is a team that needs to 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 move around some money that they have and go out and retain or spend money to go and try and supplement some of the spots on this roster. Did a good job of doing that. I mean, look at Jonathan Hankins and T.Y. Hilton. Those were late season additions that came in and, and played an impact. Even Jason Peters, prior to his hip injury, came in and did some good things for Dallas. And these were all mid-season acquisitions. Try and get that before the season starts, and let's add them before training camp, so we don't even have to wait into the mid-season to make some moves like that. Kyle, thanks, man. We appreciate your time today and all season. It, uh, it, it the insight has just been great stuff, and we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Appreciate you having me, and I'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboy Broadcast Team. 849, this is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Your friend of the car business at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. And uh, you can check them out at alansamuelsdcj.com. they got the Start Something New sales event going on where you can check out the 2022 Ram 1500 Crew Cabs, uh, all the trim levels, Lone Star, Laramie's, and, of course, the top-of-the-line Longhorn and the Longhorn Limited, and get values up to $3,750 at, at uh, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Ted Teague and the staff Waiting to see you today on this rainy Tuesday at Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat.
Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Porter Mosier in one of the tightest golf shirts in the conference. Man loves a good tight golf shirt. I mean, guys like John Morris and I, they're kind of built a certain way. Aaron, you used to be built like us. You lost all that weight. John and I, we're normal looking guys, and we like a good XL golf shirt. Porter Mosier is a man in his 50s who has decided to show everybody every aspect. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th through the 10th at the Exerco Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night, February 10th at 6.30 for the Sale of Champions with top-placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 6th through the 10th at the Exerco Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254-722-2597. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I want to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, there was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my Good Feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Listen to the John Moore Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We're here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. 17th ranked Baylor knocked off 9th ranked Kansas at the Farrell Center last night, 75 69. LJ Cryer led the way with 22 points. Purdue has moved back to the top spot of the AP College basketball poll. Alabama is number two, followed by Houston, Tennessee, and Kansas State at number five. Miana Little scored 17 points to lead the MCC High Lashes to a 74 54 win over Temple. The men's game went down to the 
Dwyer as C.J. Hall hit a rebound bucket in the final two seconds as the Highlanders edge Temple 76-74. The softball and baseball seasons start this weekend for MCC. Chris Berry's softball team starts the year ranked second in the nation in the JUCO preseason poll. First-year baseball coach Tyler Johnson and his Highlanders are ranked third in that preseason poll. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, team 54, a couple of things from the uh, football world. Let's uh, get to this morning. Uh, Jim Gray asked Tom Brady about returning to football next year. Tom Brady got a little snippy with him. Are you, ti- are, are you tired of hearing about Tom Brady? No, I, I think it's, it's funny. I mean, it, the Aaron Rodgers thing wore me out. You know, well, get ready. It's fixing to I, bubble oh, up again, too. Oh, good gracious. Stop already. Stop. All right. Everybody do, wants to know. Do they? Yeah. I yeah. Can, those are the two big moves in, in the NFL in the offseason. Where do they land? Please one of them come to Dallas. <laughs> it's not happening, Ward. You just heard a guy tell you the cap hits 22%. All right. Uh, uh, Bill O'Brien is leaving the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's headed wow. to New England. How about that? That's a pretty good gig that's opening up, isn't it? OC for, for the Crimson Tide? Yeah, and a pretty good gig he's getting for the Patriots as well. I mean, their offense has got some young talent there, so that gives him an opportunity to get back into the NFL. I'm a little bit surprised that he leaves Alabama to be the OC for New England, but looking to try to get back into the NFL and have his feet a little more comfortable, maybe that's exactly what he needs. But, boy, that you're right. That's a huge opening. Uh, there in Tuscaloosa. And maybe you transition from OC uh-huh. in New England to a head coaching job yeah. a lot easier. Yeah, well, maybe so. We'll see. All right, uh, 8.55, we got to go. John Morse is up at 3. Matt Mosley's at 4. We'll see you tomorrow.